This episode of Comics for Fun and Profit is brought to you by Comic Book Websites. Where do I even start for these sorry excuses for a web presence? A digital wasteland that hasn't seen a lick of maintenance in eons. It feels like I've stepped into a time machine and traveled back to the 90s. Are we seriously still dealing with websites like this? Atrociousness in the 21st century? Layouts are usually chaotic nightmares. Random elements just tossed on the screen and, eh, that's good enough. There's no rhyme or reason for half of them. The navigation bars are usually buried in some obscure corner, forcing you to play a frustrating game of hide-and-seek just to find what you're looking for. Functionality-wise... You click on a link and maybe it'll open. Maybe it's blocked by an ad. You, you don't. You don't know. It, it, am I in a, a digital abyss, lost forever? Half the time they don't work. Uh, they they started work. They started working on it and then maybe gave up halfway through the page. I, I, don't, I don't. Don't even try the search function. It, it's never going to get you anything. Or they're totally useless. Mobile responsiveness, no. No, that's that's for the the, the big boys, nah, not for comic book websites. Now, you look at microscopic text and pinch and zoom until your fingers fall off. Th- these websites are slow. They're, they're a sloth on sedatives. Every page takes an eternity to load. And, and half the time it just doesn't. It just grinds and spins. And w- what is that? It, it's, it's 2023. Could we... Get decent websites for comic book news and information and distribution, Diamond, uh, etc. Um, and in and in, oh my God, don't even talk about pop-ups. Pop-ups everywhere at the most inconvenient moments, blocking the view of what you're trying to see, um, or just auto-loading some loud abrasive ad. Websites, these comic book websites are embarrassments to the internet. Should be banished. If you can't, if you can't create a clean, working, functional website, um, get out of the biz um, and let somebody else fill that void. Hey, on to the show. Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is episode 841. And since Drew is talking, that means Kyle's a walking. He's out camping. Uh, I believe North Carolina at. Hanging Rock State Park. For those of you who are keeping score at home, if you got little pins on the map, where in the world is Kyle? That's where he's at. Um, so he's camping in North Carolina right now. And so that means I'm joined by, uh, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Mike Myers. Mike, how are you? Yeah, the sixth man. The sixth man off the bench. P- p- pretty soon I'm going to make the, the starting five. <laughs> if he keeps on bailing. Yeah, yeah starting two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a bunch of questions in and um i don't know if you feel like taking them or not well i'll rattle some off if if, if you're into it great if not um well i'll answer them <laughs> yeah. the first one was what is your who who's your favorite um rogues gallery and before we answer give our answers um i thought i'd ask chat gpt uh, what the best who had the best rogues gallery and I'm, i'll be curious if you agree or disagree with their rankings on this mike um i think we're probably going to agree on the top four 
maybe not in this order, but definitely these these four. Um, you want to get you want to throw a guess out out whose they are, whose rogues well, galleries well, they I are. Well, I would think um, with ChatGPT, Batman would be number one. Batman is number one. I would think Spider-Man would be number two. Spider-Man is number two. Flash would be number three. Flash is four. Okay. Uh, Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four is not on the list. Huh. Then I'm kind of lost. Okay. Superman was number three. So with Lex Luthor, Brainiac, Doomsday, Bizarro. I think to comic fans though they're not gonna say they're not gonna say Superman. Superman, yeah. No, it's the I think the big three universally is Flash, Spider-Man, Batman, right? Yeah, that's who I would say. Yeah. Okay. So after that, who who do you think is? The Fantastic Four should be there because they, they should have, be. You have Galactus. I mean, he they created he, the whole. He got Galactus and Silver Surfer. You got Scrolls. You got. Silver yeah. Surfer, Galactus, yeah, that's uh, a, that's Mole Man, Doctor Doom. I mean, geez, Doctor Doom, right? That's a miss. Yeah, that's a it's huge... like Namor. I mean, you could just keep rattling off. You could make a case that's better than Superman. <laughs> I could. Yeah. I mean, I, I I love like Lex, and I like like I mean Lex Luthor's at the best. I I mean to me because yeah. you can use them in so many different ways. But uh, I mean, yeah, you got Brainiac. Everybody knows that. And Bizarro's a great, great. Bizarro, Doomsday. I mean, he killed Superman. You got to include him. Yep. Yep. They have, they have Metallo and Toy Man on here. Yeah, Toy Man, Prankster. I mean, there's there's a lot of them. Um, but Mixoplick. Mixoplick. Mixopitalic. Yeah. That's how yeah. I pronounce it. Yeah, that's probably that's probably right. I'm trying to think of how they pronounced it on Super Friends. Yeah, I, I think they said Mixelplick. I think and, they uh, did. Yeah. I think that's why. I think that's why it's stuck in my head like that. But I think I've heard somebody else call it Mixelpitalic, and I yes, I believe it I was Kevin Smith, that's... right? Didn't Kevin Smith do it on his might podcast? Might have been him, or it might have been like Mark Wade or somebody. Yeah. That I heard at a convention, San Diego or something. Yeah, and it could have been in Titans. Did Titans was he did he guest in Titans? Uh the no? Or maybe one of the um CW maybe the shows? cartoon. Maybe the cartoon. Um one of the CW shows? Uh he was on Superboy, I know that. Okay. But that Superboy was like syndicated. Yeah. It was on like stuff when I was still in college, I think. I know, yeah, I know it's. I know I've seen it, heard it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right. Um, but the after, other two, I yeah, give me the other two because I'm curious. I've got I've got six more. So those were the top four. Um, Captain America is he on the list? Uh, yes, Red Skull. Yeah. Harmon Zola, Crossbones, Baron Zemo, Serpent Society. Yep, he's number eight. Thor? No. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. She's on there. Cheetah. Yeah. 
Cheetah. I'm trying to Gig- think who else. Giganta, Dr. Yeah. Psycho. Yep, yep. Medusa. Uh, Ares, Medusa. Yep. Yeah, all the gods. <laughs> yeah, all the gods, yeah. So she's number six. Swan. So number five, they had X-Men. Yeah, that would be a good one. But I, yeah. I, I think, uh, well, you got Magneto. Yeah. You got the Blob. They've got Juggernaut, Mystique, oh, the Juggernaut, Sabretooth. Apocalypse, yeah. Um, they, at seven, they put Iron Man with Mandarin, Obadiah Stane, Whiplash. Not, not a strong rogues gallery. You mentioned Captain America. At nine, they went with Green Lantern with Sinestro. Sinestro and the black. Larflees. All the different rings. Yeah, Larflees. Yeah. yeah. Atrocitus. And then they rounded it out with. um. Star Sapphire. Daredevil. So Daredevil with Kingpin and Bullseye. Stilt and Man. <laughs> but, you know, you're giving Kingpin to Daredevil. Gladiator. Isn't Kingpin really a Spider-Man rogue? He was created as a Spider-Man rogue, but he became a primary to Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. So they kind of share him, right? They kind of share him, but he he's more featured in Daredevil. Like Dare, he's Daredevil's prime. Yeah, yeah. Nemesis. He's so, his Lex Luthor. Yes. It, it's not it's not a terrible list, but the the omission of Fantastic Four. I believe you are correct. That is a oversight by ChatGPT. Big oversight, big big whiff there. And they shouldn't have, they should not have missed that. Yeah, I would think of FF before Captain America for real. And and Wonder Woman. <laughs> Cuz a lot of people with Wonder Woman they they go Cheetah. Like I I know a lot of them but yeah. cuz I read Wonder Woman. Yeah, but I knew, mostly, I, I knew it, Cheetah most, stopped. It's mostly Ares and Cheetah <laughs> and Giganta. And Dr. Psycho is a big one. He's the most interesting to me, but it's because he can like, he's like Purple Man. Oh, yeah. That's a good he's one. He's a Daredevil villain. Purple yeah, Man. Yeah. Daredevil's really, got some really, Purple Man is, um, what's her face? It's Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Yeah. But no, he, per, he was plaguing daredevil before jessica but popular he just became featured like not just like a villain of the month or whatever he was he was there for a long time for jessica yeah hey drew what's up okay so i've got a problem (laughs) i know. know So many. <laughs> I wake up too early. I go to my job and I am not a morning person. I am dragging in the day. And I developed this horrible habit of drinking these stupid energy drinks. 180 milligrams of caffeine. You know, the jolt I need or I think I need at least to get my day started. And then by the time I come back, you know, after lunch from my two o'clock, I need a second one. That's almost 400 milligrams of caffeine I'm putting right in my body. And boy, does it got me feeling pretty crappy by the end of the day. So I need to break that habit. And Drew, I've found the elixir that's going to help me break that habit. And it is Magic Mind. Yes. Good stuff. It is uh, gives you energy. 
but not um, energy that's going to get you jittery. And it it it's got a it's got stuff in it that will actually help you be focused and mm-hmm. and get your clarity going and get get your creativity and your juices flowing, as well as the energy boost. And you know they've got some really interesting. Uh, all natural ingredients that in a combination one of them is called ashwagandha um and it's an adaptogen that um reduces stress and anxiety and golly in this world nowadays if you can give me something that reduces my stress and anxiety <laughs> i'll take all the ashwagandha you can stick in there so that that's Absolutely. that's a really cool uh, added bonus um, and we have things like lion's mane mushroom and the big thing about that is inflammation i've been talking a ton with family about inflammation how all oh, the yeah. sugars and things we ingest cause oh, inflammation yeah. in our joints and inflammation in uh, our lungs and all the rest of our our organs and stuff and it's so bad for you and you know with me with all the joint pain i have any way the last thing i need is additional inflammation so anything i can take that's going to be healthier for me sustain my energy and help relieve all the inflammation from the things I'm supposed to be preventing. That's absolutely the things I need to be putting into my body. And Magic Mind has all that really cool stuff in one nice little easy shot container. I just can grab one on the way out of the door and it's good sustained energy in the morning. Keeps me from having that crash, you know, makes me so I don't pass out at work and get fired. All the good things. (laughs) And yeah, it, it, it tastes good. Um, I encourage everyone to try it. Um, if if you're not 100 percent all day long, this is this is going to get you there. It's it's kind of a game changer. Um, what you want to do is if you feel, if you feel you want to try this out, go to MagicMind.co/slash/comicsfunprofit and use our code. You can get 20 um, percent off uh, of an initial one-time purchase or up to 56 percent off of a subscription. So if this sounds good to you, go to MagicMind.co slash comics fund profit and use our code cfp you can get up to 50 percent 56 percent off your subscription for the next 10 days with the code cfp or you can just use that discount code cfp at magicmind.co slash comics fund profit to get 20 percent off a one-time purchase just to sample dip your toe check it out all right does batman's no kill rule ultimately make gotham city safer or more dangerous? I think it's more dangerous, but every time, like, I would have more of a guilty conscience if I let Joker live and then Joker comes out, slaughters a thousand people. He breaks out, kills a thousand. And then I put him away again. He breaks out again and kills another thousand. I would, I would feel more guilty with all the people he's killed than if I just killed one. Right. Right, I agree, a hundred percent. He's he, yeah, he should he should make exceptions. <laughs> so that, that's a that's a good segue to the next question. Should superheroes have the authority to act as judge, jury, and executioner for supervillains and criminals? Should they truly be vigilantes like Red Hood, the Punisher? Our Punisher, yeah. yeah. I, I think there's something wholesome like Superman and Captain America. You can't do it, but I think with the darker characters, Superman, I'm okay with given circumstances. Like I'm reading Golden Age and he's like dropping people out of buildings and uh, all kinds of stuff. He, 
He's letting oh, people oh, die. Really? Yeah, he's really. He don't care. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm having a good time reading uh, Golden Age because I haven't read a lot of Superman and Golden Age. I've read like Silver Age to present, but not a lot of Golden Age. And then they're they're meaty, hefty tomes. Some of them, right? Like like you read, you're not reading those in five minutes. Well, they're no, they're about half hour. Yeah. But they're um they're not too long because Action Comics did it it wasn't like it was the whole book was Superman. He it was like an anthology. So you're only reading like twelve pages or maybe fourteen sixteen max. If you only read the Superman part of yeah, it. Yeah, if you just read the Superman part. Oh, okay. That's cool. So let's say um, Batman does get arrest the Joker again, and he goes on trial. Is is his is Joker's insanity a valid defense for his actions, or does he bear responsibility for his crimes? I think he bears responsibility. You, you, once you've struck out once or twice, <laughs> it's not like he's gonna be uh, what do they call it rehabilitated? Yeah. <laughs> Something is like, yeah, men- mentally wrong. So you either have to keep him locked up, not let him get out, or take him out. Yeah. So if he claims insanity and you put him away and he escapes, I guess he's still insane. So he's, is he, I guess he's really not responsible if you've already kind of found out, found him insane and put him in an insane asylum. There's, and, there. Most of uh, Batman's villains are in are in Arkham. Yeah, they're all in Arkham anyway. Yeah, they are. They're all insane. There, there, there's a handful that are in Blackgate, Blackgate like Penguin yeah. and stuff. Bane was but right. Bane was. I don't know where. Well, Bane. Bane was in uh, Santa Presca. Oh, okay, I thought he was in yeah. Blackgate for one of the storylines. Oh, he'd be in Blackgate. I don't think Bane is insane. He's, no, he's, that's what uh, I was saying. That was, yeah, yeah, I don't I was think he would not. ever go. He knows he's very conscious of what he's doing. Yes. Are comic book reboots and retcons helpful for storytelling or damaging to continuity and character development? I'll let you answer that. <laughs> okay, so I get mad when... I get mad when we renumber a comic, although I know it's about money. Uh, I still get mad when we renumber a comic and we haven't changed any of the creators and the storyline just continues from the thing. I think that's dumb, but I know why we do it. Cause it's for money. Um, does, does it damage the continuity? No, it gives people jumping off points, but I guess it also gives people jumping on points. So, uh, I don't think it hurts character development. Um, I, I don't think it's helpful except for the com- except for the publisher's b- bottom line. The only thing it helps is it makes them a little bit more money for three or four issues. Yeah, I don't care. It's it's all continuity to me, regardless. So it's just another number. I file yeah. them the same. I just continue it. Once that series ends, it just goes in the back of the other one. So the only pro is 
the big offenders, which are Marvel and DC, that do this the most, Marvel the most, 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 at least they're doing legacy numbering. So there's something there that gives you a little bit of continuance from previous arcs and stuff. And you get a little bit of the, the history. So I like I like that. I think it's I just think it's dumb. It's just dumb. Um, should it's, super- dumb, it's, it's dumb, but I would do it if I was a publisher. Because I would be looking at the numbers and I see, oh, I'm at 50 and I've deteriorated linear linearly since number one so i gotta rejuvenate it somehow so relaunch it so do you think do you think like in the 70s the sales numbers worked the same did it trickle down from number one to number two to number three in a line just like it does now or was it more even i think it was more even and then from the 80s going forward i think i think uh the audience started aging is what happened the the more you go in time the less and less the the older and older your consumers getting but i mean if you were starting at a hundred thousand in the 70s were you at a hundred thousand at issue eight or were you at 5,000 at issue eight, like you are now, you know? No, no, you were still in the hundred thousands. I know that for a fact because they had, they used to have in the seventies every year, they used to ha- publish the uh, distribution numbers. Yeah. And they were, they were always really high. Yeah. But it was returnable comics too. So it was different. It was, you know, there, how many of those were the covers ripped off and through, you know, and those thrown into the garbage where you you picked them up out of the dump. Remember? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, that, that's know? true. But it, it was a different still... it was a different model. I don't, I don't think know. they got fully refunded. I think they got a fraction of what they paid for. Yeah, like those the newsstands. I I I wondered because I mean it was the same way with newspapers. You know, the newspapers didn't sell. They'd rip the masthead off. And then throw those in the garbage. I just thought they just threw newspapers away. I knew magazines are a little different. No, they they rip the masthead off. Well, well, magazines usually at like the grocery store now are not even maintained by the grocery store. It's like some other vendor comes in and stocks the magazines and counts them and puts them accordingly yeah is that a rack jobber is that what they call those people rack jobbers i have no idea i just noticed recently i haven't seen any archie digest lately at any checkouts anywhere yeah i used to see them all the time and now i don't see them anymore it's a bummer yeah should superhero identities be secret to protect their loved ones or do they have an obligation to be transparent and accountable to society I think they need to protect their loved ones. Yeah, I think we've had that. Because the villain's going to just go slaughter yeah. everybody you love if if they know who you are. Yeah, yeah, I think that, that happens enough that we've, yeah, for sure. Um, is the portrayal of female characters in comic books improving, or do they still often fall into stereotypical or overly sexualized roles? Ooh. 
I think it's improving, but um, I mean, you can Marvel and DC. Depends on but the if publisher. I go to if I go to Kickstarter, it hasn't improved. But I I go there for a reason because I want to read that bad girl stuff sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I guess it depends. I think it varies from publisher to publisher for sure. Um, should comic book writers and artists be allowed to address real world political and social issues through their stories, or should comics remain purely escapist entertainment? Yes to the first one. Yeah. And, and they, they always have when people gripe about it, go read some golden age. You'll see like all the contemporary issues, all the villains are about like laundering money and all kinds of stuff, you know, like uh, contractors cheating on the way they built the subway and all kinds of political things. And sometimes they'll take a Senator Superman will take a Senator to war because he's like, uh contributing to guns and stuff like that and he's like well you're i'm gonna fly you out to the the war front and you're gonna see what it's like so i mean it it's all in there yeah it's always been there and i just think it's it people get a little more offended by it now than they used to and so it upsets them because if they feel they're feeling they feel like they're they're being attacked yeah, where, go read any decade defenders in the yeah. 70s you'll you'll find it everywhere Name a decade and I'll tell you what comics had it. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're reading <laughs> Golden Age now, man. You're all the way back there. <laughs> I could give you examples in every book almost. They is either it, have cur- they either have current events or they're political, so is it acceptable for comic book companies to kill off major characters for shock value or does it undermine the emotional investment of readers? It depends on frequency, I think. I think it's. I think now it's weird because they can resurrect almost anybody. He's easy with either the Lazarus Pit or Krakoa. Like Captain America freaking died and nobody knew. And during that one event, and they brought him back with Krakoa. So I mean, they it wasn't just mutants. And now, now we're experiencing the same thing with Miss Marvel. So yeah, yeah, because it was yeah. I mean, she didn't stay dead on at all. <laughs> yeah, was but I think I, th- I I think they were transitioning her to a mutant. Yeah, does in, that bother in, you at in, all? In film, like they wanted to do it in entertainment, and they decided to do the probably do it shallow in the comic book because they wanted it to her to be a mutant in the film it was terrigen mist right originally yeah she was inhuman yeah yeah so i don't care i guess i don't care doesn't matter Yeah, they, they tried a lot with the inhumans and they just don't take yeah um since this san diego comic-con is this weekend have you guys ever gone to this con uh i haven't but i think you have mike right i've gone twice yeah gone twice um what was your favorite part of san diego comic-con probably the floor and the panels but it it was even kind of cool to see at the time celebrities 
um, because like I got to see Halle Berry and Angelia Jolie and a slew of other ones. Just walking around um, or like at a Hall H? No Hall H, but uh, close to them. I mean, definitely saw them. Very so cool. they, I, I, this year has got to be interesting. Like I, I've been looking at the, yeah, we saw Kevin Smith. We saw all kinds of stuff. I, I think it kept Barb more engaged for sure because she's more into the meat, that kind of media than she is into the comic books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you go with a spouse, it's easy because they can do what they want. Yeah. They can go to do the pop culture stuff while you're in artist alley. Yeah. But this year is interesting because of SAG and all the actors being not able to be there. And I, it, it, it seems weird. Like I've been following Bob Bretall and it's like, he's just doing his normal thing. He goes to all the panels and stuff, but he did say that it's like they're wandering around aimlessly. Cause you know, probably 60% of that con doesn't give a crap about comic books. They care about the, the, the media, the video games, the movies, the, anime that kind of stuff and animations all kinds of toys and and now they they're not seeing it i mean they're seeing the the toys and the the merchandise but they're not seeing the actors behind anything yeah there's no hall h anymore like <laughs> where do all those hall h is like i don't i don't know if you've seen pictures of it but it yeah. is so it is so big that if you're in the back a person looks like an ant. Like it's like going to a football game and being on the last row. Yeah. And, and it's, they have, they, what they do for the people that are in the back is they have like these huge monitors that are projectors that they project them up close to the people that are in the back. So they have like different tiers of uh, things so you can actually see. Yeah. Yeah, it it does seem pretty pretty massive, um, but it's kind of I mean it's kind of cool I guess uh, if if that's your thing. Um, it's you, stressful, if, I'll tell you that because it, it's too much. San Diego is too much in my opinion, and and if you don't like to plan, it you'll get burned. You'll miss everything. Like you have to strategically say I'm going to need an hour to get into this. I have to, it's going to take me half yeah. an hour to get over to here and wait in line another half hour. And I found that out at C2E2 that in, in C2E2 is like half the size of San Diego, but it, it's just like, well, you got to know what's, what's, what exclusive is, is going to drop where and who's going to sign in what booth for how long. And if, or you can just go hang out in artist alley and not worry about anything, which is what I do. But like I missed out like on a lot of stuff because you know I just didn't plan my yeah. time that that specifically. That's why I like Heroes. It's all comics. It's more chill. It's more relaxed. You don't have yeah. to worry about missing a panel. You just sometimes you'll miss panels that you want to go to because it's a conflicts with. Sometimes they stack like three panels that you want to be at in at the same time. But yes, other than that, it's pretty relaxing and. You can just kick back, hang out with your. I, I like that more than than the con itself. That's 
hanging out and the after the the after hour stuff is way better than the con itself to me. Yeah, it's like a reunion for you. Oh hell yeah. It's yeah. Hanging out with all the geeks that you can that you you don't I don't have any geek friends at home <laughs> here. Right. right. <laughs> but the, when I have them over there, we we can talk to two three in the morning and and just have a blast. And it's fun going to all the restaurants and enjoying all the different sites. And yeah, I'm not always in a long box <laughs> or in a panel. <laughs> Um, if you haven't been to Comic-Con, is this on your bucket list? Um, I would say it's a half a bucket list, I guess. I mean, I, I would go to San Diego if I could, um, if I had the opportunity. It's, 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 it's worth it. And uh, one of the things that I would do is go like uh, a week early because yeah. there's so much to see in San Diego. Like you, you can go on the water, the zoo. I mean, there's just so much area. The stuff used to be able to walk to the Padres game. Yeah, it, it was awesome. Cause back then the Padres were there, now they're not. But y- you could do so much at San Diego. Padres are still there, right? It, no, they. I thought they left. The Chargers left. No, the Padres left the location. Oh, they left there too. Okay. Yeah, they're still around, but they left walking distance from the from the um, the oh, con. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's not like Petco Park anymore or whatever. Yeah, I think they they moved. Is there a con anywhere in the world um, that you always wanted to go to? These are Jason questions, aren't they? Yes, these are Jason <laughs> questions, yeah. You can tell. Yeah. Well, he had done the, the con stuff. Oh, the, But I thought they changed fields. Yeah, I guess the Padres are still there. You're right. Yeah, the Chargers moved to Los Angeles. Yeah. I thought they moved a field. I didn't think they... They still play at Petco. Okay, gotcha. So you still can walk to a game if you can schedule yeah. it right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We did. Me and Barb did. Yeah. That week that we were there. We did a lot of like submarine tours, boat tours, all kinds of stuff. They have a lot well, to see. I would but the, definitely want to go to the a, a London or a Paris or a... Uh, Rome Comic Con. I think that would be awesome to be to like do international travel and go to a Comic Con. That would be awesome. So I would say probably London, England, so I wouldn't have to learn a new language. Would be my. I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm pretty content with just heroes because heroes in Baltimore to me are just ideal for somebody that just loves comics. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so like i once you go there it's like i don't care about the other riff you know the movie acting and the all the other stuff i just want to go for comics like if i want to go to new york i i, I don't want to do it for a, a convention i'd rather go to hang out with friends and uh see the sights of new york 
So there is no con left that you haven't been to that you want to go to, is what you're saying. You just want to go to Not the Not really. If, uh-huh. if I happened to be there, I would go to a con, but I'd rather just go to Heroes every year and I'd be, I'm content. Like yeah. if I was to go to Hawaii, I wouldn't want to go to a con. I'd want to be on the beach. I'd want to be visiting all the sites and uh, hanging out with stuff. Jason. Hanging out with Jason. Yeah. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to be at a convention. No, I can do the convention thing anywhere. I see what you're saying. I yeah. got it. I guess uh, I've been to Heroes so many years that I kind of I, I I know my cons. So yeah, yeah, I know what cons have. It doesn't get any better than Heroes. What to I've me heard. it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I've talked to a lot of like strictly comic book fans that say that you know. Once Emerald City, Heroes, I heard is close. I heard Emerald City is very close to Heroes. It's the same sensibility. Um, and I heard Baltimore is very close. Baltimore's uh, layout is very similar to Heroes, except you do see some celebrities there. Not a lot, but we're talking about like 10. Yeah. Denver's blew up to be like more like celebrity driven and read pop. It start, yeah, it start, it started, it started off like a true Comic Con. Because I knew the people that were doing it. It was awesome. And then they sold it. So they made bank. <laughs> but uh, now it's something very different. Have you thought of doing a series of episodes to go over each issue of Hey Kids Comics? I think it would be a fun episode of you guys trying to guess the creators. Um, it's a challenge. I would, I would have would I would have a tough time doing that. I can pick out like two or three maybe. Uh, in this latest volume, and uh, it's tough to figure out who's who based on the um, the different characters. Are you reading that comic still? Uh, I have it. I haven't read it. I've read the first the first, the first volume. volume. Yeah. The first volume, yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it's, I would be able to pick out fifty percent of them. Yeah, I I could in the first volume. I did pretty good on the first volume, but uh, this new volume. Is, there's a lot of characters, and I really can't tell who they're trying. To, some of them are trying to be. Yeah, well, I follow so, Howard Shakin. I know I kind of know what his circles were. So. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Might help you. Yeah, I've followed all his career. Like I own most of his comics from the '80s forward. Now we've got um, Eisner's tonight. Uh, they're being announced probably right now, um, as we speak. That's fun, by the way, going to the Eisners. Oh, I bet. That's, that's pretty cool because there's no like award show. It's like go, like you're at the Academy Awards, but it's like for comics and you don't have to be all dressed up, but you it's it's nice. You could just be in shorts and T-shirt and get to witness this. It's pretty neat. Yeah, that that I think would be fun. It would be fun. Although I th- I don't li- really like the Eisner process. It just doesn't. It seems really weird the way that nominees are nominated and how the voting happens. It it seems really really strange and insular. It's like twenty people that kind of do it. I think. And no, it's more than twenty, but it's like uh the guy. 
some of the people that I've known and have been able to vote. Like Collected Comics Library, Chris Marshall used to be able to vote for an Eisner. Was he him, in the him. room? Was he in the room when they were like? No, they, he used discussing. to be able to not go go through like actually see the nominations and and actually vote. They they vote. They don't vote at the Eisners. They vote and then they count the totals. Yeah, I I I guess it's the <laughs> nomination process then that I I was. I thought was very strange the way that a small group of people come up with the nominees. Yeah. And it, it's, it, it, once, once I learned how it really works, it's less, um, when I, when I went to the Eisner's in 2006, I didn't know how it worked, but now that I know how it works, it's a little more like, it's not as exciting, I guess. Right. I, I, yeah. I, because I know who's voting and I know that the people that are voting don't have to read all of it. So even if even if there's like six books nominated, they might be voting for the things that. Oh, I only read two of them and I'll pick this one. Well, it's they probably can, true of that. Oscars, too. Actually. No, but I, I'd, I'd really like it if you got to experience you had if you were going to vote you would take the nominees and just read all of them. Like if you were a judge, you have to read them all. That's what I would say. Like you don't have to do every category. You don't have to be like, Oh, I have to read every web comics. But if you're going to, if you're going to join writer, you, you better read everything. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to I, vote. I, I, I would want to yeah. read everything to vote. Like, I don't think it's yeah. fair. Like it, I, it's not fair if somebody wins and they didn't, it's because everybody read the Tom King book. It, it's just not fair to me. I mean, I don't know if I want to read all, everything of like best archival collection. <laughs> I don't want to read Pogo. Yeah, but the archival collections, maybe you're familiar with, at least look through it and you could say, man, they really put this hardcover really nice and the paper stock is yeah. You know, you're looking at quality in archiver collection. Yeah. And probably true. rarity, I would. Like have I seen this collected many times or is it something that's done the first time? I mean, that's how I'd be voting for archival collection. <clears throat> but I'd want to look through them. Like I wouldn't want to uh not see them. I'd want to like page through it and see like how's this thing put together yeah i i i think they should take the same model that the academy awards adopted where you 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 have you can vote in these categories you can, you don't get you don't have to vote in everything you you only vote in these categories and then these categories you are required to watch these the screeners of all the nominated things yeah and it's not like you're you were once nominated for best supporting actress, so you're required to vote on best animated short, you know, it, it, which never made any sense. So I I agree that that yeah they need to revamp. Still blew my mind that like Jamie Lee Curtis won for that movie. Like I I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Don't get me wrong, but. 
I didn't think it was like Academy Award winning material for her to be like a a, a tax auditor in that movie and win. Yeah, sometimes they're lifetime achievements. Yeah, I I, I think sometimes they they throw it that way, but yeah, that's what Al Pacino won for Sin of a Woman. You know, he wasn't uh, that great. That he was great. That, he wasn't that great in it, but he he was great in a lot of stuff, <laughs> and he should have won before then, right? So. Um, you got to give it to him. I like Sin of What a Woman. I thought it was really good. It was really good. It was a good movie. But, I mean, he wasn't acting any his ass off compared to, like, a Godfather or something, right? Oh, I haven't seen Godfather, so I can't judge it. Oh, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> You're a movie guy. You've never seen Godfather. Yeah, you, you think I'd want to see it because I've seen, like, Sopranos and I've seen all the other, you know, crime boss type movies, but Goodfellas? You watch Goodfellas? Yeah, I saw Goodfellas. Oh, I've okay. seen everything beyond Godfather, just when Godfather came out. Well, yeah, was, it was around the 70s. Like Superman, you know, yeah. like I didn't give a crap about that back yeah. then. It, it's a three and, and, and a half hour never went slow, back. So. Yeah, I just never went back to, to watch it, so. Yeah, that's cool. Maybe when I retire and have some time, I'll <laughs> Sit down and watch the Godfather movie. Yeah, unless we all have heart attacks. But Marlon Brando was uh, Jor-El. He wasn't like... <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Not my Jor-El. <laughs> Time for a break from our show to pay the bills. Check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the C4 fap links you could ever need. All in one place. You can provide feedback, listen, support, share, enjoy these. We have our Patreon there. You can buy us a beer or a coffee. You can check out our Instagrams, our Twitters, our Facebooks. Check out our YouTube page. You can email us. You can listen to our podcasts on Patreon, if you're a subscriber, on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, on Podbean. We have Google Podcasts on there. We have an Amazon wish list. You want to buy Kyle and I something? Fine. You can do that here. We appreciate it. We have Kyle's RPG podcast listed on there, so you can check out his Dork Day Afternoon offerings. We have Cowabunga links, so you can check out the Cowabunga Deep Discount FOC and Pre-Order List. Get on that. That's RLCS, so you can check that out as well. And we want to just give you opportunities to say hi to check out what we're doing, support us if you would like, or just listen. Check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the C4 FAP links you could ever need. Thanks. Back to the show. All right, Mike, let's shoot on over to the Hot 10 and see what kind of hot comics we have this week. Uh, do you want me to read this or you want to read it since you're our uh, guest? You can do it. Okay, this you is never our get to read it. What do you mean? Even when you're Kyle usually does it, so Yeah, Kyle usually does it and I give it the I always offer it to the guests. So that's nice. You you you're you're more than welcome to read it or I'll read it. It doesn't matter to me. No, you can read it. All right. This is our good friends over at Comic Book Invest. This is their hot ten. And uh number one on their hot ten list is Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe from Colin Bunn and Dalibor Talajic. Uh, nine eights are up to 475 bucks. Raws around 25. We're around up 25 bucks now. 50. 
Um, people are thinking that Deadpool three will be this type of story. Um, yeah, they're but, speculating because of Daredevil and Elektra, and yeah, they're yeah. gonna he's gonna slaughter everybody. So, <laughs> so this is a, but I mean, <clears throat> I don't remember the long term investment potential on books that were, you know, the plot for the movie being holding up over time. Of course, first appearances and all the other tried and true things hold up, but something that's just a plot point for the movie. Do those hold up over time? I don't know. I don't think they do. I don't think think they they have a less of a chance, but yeah, I haven't uh, read this to be fair, but uh, yeah, that's true. I haven't either. I, sh- I, sh- I should probably bring it up on the app. I don't own this thing, but uh, I should probably bring it up on the app this weekend and read it. So if you're playing along at home for Stump Mike's collection, we have Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. That's the first one that he does not own. No, I don't. I don't own a lot of Deadpool. I own his first appearance, but I never. I followed him until he got ridiculous. And then I was like, I didn't want to read the funny stuff. Yeah. And now I do again. So it's like now I'm buying it because I want to read that stuff. But back then I used to, I used to like frown upon it. I didn't even used to like ambush bug and now I love it. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, the the close, the closest I got to like liking that kind of, Humor was She-Hulk, you know, John Byrne She-Hulk. Right. Well, Ambush, Ambush Bug's kind of funny. It is funny, but I didn't, back when it came out, I was like, I don't get it. Like, I, I just, yeah. now I, I get it. I'm a different person now than I was then. Now it's, I, like, just love comics. Like, I, I, you can throw a bad comic at me and I'll find good stuff to that's true. Like about it. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Anybody who's been listening to Mike's Mike M's weekly reads knows that his one his 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 five point scale <laughs> never goes below a three. <laughs> yeah, it, it pretty much doesn't. <laughs> Which means he likes it. Well, I find something in there that's redeemable. Right. That I enjoy it. Yeah. All right, rank two. We have Wolverine from 1994. Wolverine 88. From 1994. This is Larry Hama and Adam Kubert. CGC 98 is up to $600. 525 for the direct non deluxe. Um, these were around 350 to $400. Um, for those that overpaid the first go around, I guess now's the time to try and break even. At rank three, we have Harley Quinn screws up the DC. You, 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 know, you know why that book is hot? Because of that scene that leaked, maybe? Yeah, well, it's the first. This is the first Wolverine Deadpool fight. Yeah, yeah. And they're kind of but on the cover there. But when you think about it, like, why is that driving the book now when they already had a fight? It it it's in the Wolverine weird. movie. Yeah, it's weird the things that um certain people pump up and speculate on and hype up. It's it's it is weird. And it doesn't take much anymore to drive yeah. something up. At rank three, we have Harley Quinn screws up the DC Universe number five, the Dave Johnson one in 25 variant. This is Frank Thierry and Logan Faber. Uh, it's 50 to 60 bucks. 
Um, I'm not sure why this is this is hot, but this it's... is a homage to the Superman Amazing Spider-Man uh, Treasury Edition. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So that's, where that's Superman Superman's there, and Harlequin is like David did her logo like Amazing Spider-Man. Do you see it? Yeah, I see that. Yeah. But I have the co- like I I have that comic right near me. I could send a picture of it to you and. Very nice. Yeah, it's a, I've always wanted this thing and just bought it. When I was a kid, I had a hard time finding these treasury things. I had to like cut out like a uh, order form to get Superman Flash Treasury Edition. Okay, like in the back of a magazine? in a comic book, yeah. And I cut it, cut out like a square and sent away for it. That's awesome. <laughs> There was some great prices on those books back then, man. Oh. Yeah, that's, I, I didn't send away for a lot, but I really wanted I, the Flash versus Superman race and Treasury Edition. Yeah, that's a classic. At rank four, we have Brave and the Bold, number 57, Bob Haney and Ramona Fredon. Uh, five O's at $300, four O at 180. A 6.5 at 575, a 7.5 at 650, and an 8.5 went for 1200 bucks. All of these are all-time highs or near all-time highs. Um, and I, uh, the, the writer of this, is all about the high-grade vintage DC. Um, this is uh, going to be based on a DC movie. Uh, that is Superman cool. Legacy is announced. With metamorpho. metamorpho, yeah, yeah, it's the one guy from Barry, the bad guy, one of the bad guys from Barry. I never saw Barry, but I've heard incredible things about it. First two seasons isn't, were great. Isn't isn't Henry Winkler in there? Yeah, he's amazing. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, the the third season, the final season is kind of weird. FYI, gonna... I'm I'm really enjoying this uh this strike <laughs> because uh they stopped putting stuff out so it's kind of nice yeah like I, I can sit back and like all the stuff i'm i'm making progress on stuff rather than just disregarding it and trying to get the the next new thing you know that's true um i heard that uh well that star wars and or season two was like two weeks from rapid production when this i didn't know they were doing an Andor season two yeah I knew about Ahsoka, but I did not know they were doing an Andor. Yeah. Yeah, I really I really liked Andor. Yeah, it was good. It was very different. Are you enjoying a Secret Invasion or have you watched it yet? Haven't watched it yet. We're watching uh what is the thing we're watching now, Barb? Platonic. That's what we're watching. Platonic. It's got Seth Seth Rogen and you know the the two that were in Neighbors? Neighbors one and Neighbors two. It's got those two actors. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's on Apple TV. Yeah, I killed my Apple. I have to get I have to get it again. I killed it after Ted Lasso. Well, <laughs> that's why we jumped on so we could watch the, the the final season of Ted Lasso. Yeah. We love I, Ted Lasso, man. Yeah, God. it was great. Did you watch the morning show there or? Um, no, that's the show I was trying to tell Barb about, but I couldn't remember the name of it. It's really good. And then they have um, um, Severance is really, really good. 
fun. Yeah, Apple. Barb's watching Severance without me. Oh, it's really good. You're gonna you you're gonna want to watch that. You have to catch up. Um, at rank five, we have Amazing Spider-Man, and you can now because of the strike. Uh, we have Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 26, the second print, Gary Frank, one in fifty variant from 2023. Uh, this is almost a hundred bucks. If you are into death issues of characters who come back to life later, then this is your cup of tea. It's a great death of Ms. Marvel cover, but she's not really dead. So how much staying power will this have? Don't know. It is a beautiful cover, though. Gary beautiful Frank cover. Is, uh, yeah, he's great. Really good. At rank six, we have Barnstormers, number one, the Jenny Frizen 1 in 25 variant. Uh, Scott Snyder and Tula Lote book was 40 to 50. Now at 60 to 75. Continues to do well. I'd rather have a Tulu cover over <laughs> Jenny Frizen, personally. I mean, but I'm, if you have I'm a, a Tulu I love Tulu Lute, so. I love This Jenny book Frizen. is incredible, by the way. But her books are very, very, or her covers are very, very similar. Yeah, that's why I don't care for Jenny Frizen. Um, but they're very nice. They're just very, very similar. This uh, book is really good. I read the entire thing. It's It's really good. Well, okay, yeah, I haven't I haven't read it yet. It's on my staff. Remember, I told you I I don't buy them if they're on Comicsology because I pay for that. So this is a Comicsology. Yeah. I, I, last it. weekend I read the entire thing. Yeah, it's really good. It takes place like you know, like around the Rocketeer time frame, and it's sort of like the Rocketeer, but very different. But they're barnstormers, so he's like a stunt pilot. But he came from an, a kind of like an insane asylum, and he I runs see. across a girl that is running away from her husband. Okay. It's almost like the, the I'm I'm rewatching John Carter, <laughs> and it's almost like the story for that. But uh, it's really good because Deja Thoris is promised to marry some some guy, and John Carter kind of has to break up the the marriage. I saw that you did a rewatch, another rewatch of Rocketeer. Oh God! If it, just just that movie defines what I like in movies. Like that's my top ten. I just yeah. love, I love the innocence. I love the soundtrack. I love that he's not necess- He's a hero by circumstance. Like he's not choosing to be a hero. He's just in love with his Betty Page. <laughs> I got so, it, you said it's on Disney Plus, right? So I gotta I gotta watch that. It's on Disney Plus, and I w- if I were you, I'd go to Amazon after that and watch the Dave Stevens documentary. It's incredible because he died of cancer. Uh, Dave Stevens, the creator of Rocketeer. Okay. But it is so fascinating because he didn't put a large amount of work out, but his career is is just. Just watching the documentary, you'll see it's really good. Very cool. Um, from Opus Comics, this is another Mike Myers pick. Gene Simmons Dominatrix, <laughs> number one. Joseph Michael Lisner, a one in ten variant from Holly Interlandy, S.L. Gallant, and Maria Keene. This was fifteen to twenty-five dollars. Is now thirty-five to fifty. There are very few of these available to purchase. Lisner has his fan base, and this one does not appear to be plentiful at the moment. So scarcity. 
Yeah, Scarcity I, and a fan base. Looking forward to what, reading that this weekend. I pulled this on my pile. Give I'm excited. I'm excited because I love Shannon Gallant. Like, I love him as a person and I love him as an artist. He, oh, he, very he's cool. GI Joe, real American hero. Is that his cover? No, that's this is Michael Lisner. No, this is Lisner. Yeah. But he did the interiors. At rank eight, we have JSA Secret Files and Origins number one by Various. Was five to ten bucks. Is now twenty to thirty. This is an up and down book. This first appearance of Kendra Saunders, who is going to be in the new Superman movie. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Another first appearance. So we're going to spike. Surprise! This book. They don't have uh, Mr. Terrific's first appearance too. They have Metamorpho. They they announced Mr. Terrific. So yeah, maybe it'll be on the other list. Um. Superman Lost, number five, the Jai Lee, one in 25 variant by Christopher Priest, Carlo Pagalayan, and Jason Paz. This is $30 plus. The cover looks good. Um, and uh, this one definitely stands out. It's got a kind of a glowing white Superman on the cover there. Very neat. At rank 10, we have Electra Official Movie Adaptation, number one, Sean McKeever and Mike Perkins, was five bucks. Now it's 15 to 20, and it's moving fast because Jennifer Garner is going to um, show up and be in Deadpool 3. So it's it spiked, which is very I kind of like that movie. I liked her as Electra. I really liked the Daredevil movie, too. I, rem- I, I mean, I watched them both once. So, Colin Farrell was, was a good bullseye. Yeah. My favorite scene is when he's on the airplane and he goes, can I have some more peanuts? <laughs> and then he kills an old lady with a peanut. <laughs> I just, I don't, I mean, I, I remember reading it. I remember liking them. Um, I just never watched, read them again. So uh, in the honorable mention category, we have Night Terrors, number one, the Ivan Rice Neon Error variant uh, by Josh Williamson and Giuseppe Camincoli. 20 bucks. All the brown was supposed to be green. Oh, look at that. And it looks like um, some retailers pulled their copy, so it's not as plentiful as others. But as we heard from Eric on a previous episode, um, some retailers like Cowabunga might just keep those copies because they paid for them. Yeah. Put it uh, online and sell it. Yeah. Then we have Lawbreakers Suspense Stories number 10. Uh, this is uh, various writers with Stan Campbell doing the um, cover art. A CGC 7.0 went for $3,400. $1,200 more than an 8.5 sold for just in 2021. Um it's kind of, I mean, it's, I don't know why it's not an amazing cover, but it's a damsel in distress. Um, it's a, it's a stark purple dress, very brightly colored stark purple dress. Sometimes color matters in th- these type of, um, old books is a 10 center, right? Um, yeah. So. That's, I'm really becoming fascinated with the golden age right now. That's my I, kick right now. I am too. I I used to ignore golden age at every con when I was younger, and because I wanted my image and my valiant stuff in the 90s, I didn't care about anything old. 
Um, and now I look back on it and I can depreciate, I can really appreciate the work that went into it, into those books. And yeah, their artists are really yeah. top notch in the golden age. I'll tell you that. Yes. The, the, it takes you a long time, but if you invest the time, you'll learn a lot of historical things. I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, those matter are really Matter of fact, cool. my favorite Facebook page is the comic books, The Golden Age. You know, I think I have a great collection, but you know the, the kid from uh, Lost in Space, Billy Mummy? He's an adult now. <laughs> He's a grown-ass man, but he posts on there all the time, and his collection is so damn impressive. Really? Oh, my God, his collection. I... I I spend so much time on that Facebook page just looking at the covers that he posts. I always want some. I always think I have this badass collection, and I'm like, God, I'm nobody. I, I was... it, it, it's like there are so many people that just have way better stuff. Like was... I'm talking about value. They can just. We're, we're talking about like ten thousand to. Fifty thousand dollar price tags, and yeah. it's just like they're bang. There's another one. It's like holy crap. I was watching. Um, I used to watch this show called Comic Book Men that was on AMC. It was a Kevin Smith show. Oh, that was and, a good. That was a good show. I watched every episode too. Yeah, and I, I I didn't finish it. I think I lost AMC somewhere along the line or something. <laughs> changed changed from satellite to un, cutting the cord or something in there. So I was like, I saw it with one of my streamers and I was like flipping through some of the episodes I might have missed. And there was an episode where they went to Steve Geppi's house. Oh, the the museum. Well, if you ever been to his museum? Yeah, his museum of oh his my collection. God. And I was like, OK, OK, this is it. This is this is the collector's collection. And he I mean, he's, he just like had there's an action. It looks like a 10.0 oh, action. I felt like I was in the church of comics when I was there. Oh like my I, God. It was fantastic. Like we went there, that's in Baltimore, but it's no longer there. They closed it down and he donated it to the, the Smithsonian, but it was an amazing experience. Cause it I, goes through, it goes prior to, to golden age. It, it, we're talking about Platinum Age. Yeah, the stuff that he was looking, I was just like, I've, I've never seen that comic before. It's yeah, so old, it's and it looks like it was just printed. It looks like it yeah. was just printed. That, Fantastic. Um, yeah, and I'm like, you, you know what? I, I'll, there's nothing I could ever do that would be anywhere close to this ever in my entire life. I'm done. <laughs> it is. And the way he displayed it was incredible, because it went like from age to age. And then it got into like the toys. You would see like these early, early Shazam toys and like Superman stuff from the club. And it, it, oh God, it just, it was such a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. I would spend, I I would spend hours there. Yeah. I could just, I could just stare at those things all day long. And he he pulled out, (laughs) he pulled out the action one and they had, they put gloves on and flipped through it. Yeah. Flipped through an action one. Yeah, Christine, I saw I to... saw his copy. I just he, he didn't open it for me. 
But the, yeah, but that stuff's it has amazing. Has impressive. I've seen an action. I've seen two action ones. Like I was at uh, Heroes Con where some guy was just at a restaurant. He pulled it out. He was talking to like five other people, and one of them was a dealer. And he pulls out like an action comics number one, and I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a million dollar book now. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a million dollar book. You just pulled a million dollars out of your pocket. Out of your yeah, I just pulled it out. Yeah, there's some interesting things that you see at these conventions for sure, and the after, the after hours stuff. Nuts. All right, let's slide over to Lunar Distribution and take a look at their FOC for items um, that we need to place our orders by the 23rd. Well, Mike doesn't because he ordered all of this, but the rest of us have to decide what we're going to get and what we're not going to get. And um, some of the things that pop out to me, uh, this is great Dan Mora, World's Finest, uh, number 18 cover. Just I like the split. It's so it's amazing. Nice. Such a nice cover. Dan Mora is so good. He's fast too. Like he's he's like he never, old school. He's like old school um an artist work mentality like Yeah. You don't you don't see that anymore, but he's he's pretty incredible. Jim Lee used to be like that. Like he used to like <laughs> he used to like practice. He he worked 8 hours a day, 10 hours a day. Well, he chose to go down the boss path though. That's why he is no, pretty fast. I've seen him at San Diego Comic-Con at a, a like a drawing panel. He's he was incredibly fast. He was uh competing against Sergio Aragonas. That's awesome. Like he's not Sergio Aragonas fast, but he is fast. Like I was I was incredibly impressed with how he kept up with cart classical cartoonists, you know, like Scott Shaw and Kyle Baker, you you had Sergio Aragonis, Kyle Baker, um, Scott Shaw, and um, Jim Lee. With <laughs> you know the just in style, Jim Lee's the the oddball out, you know. Right. And uh, he was keeping up. It it was incredibly impressive. That's a cool panel to go to. One of the best panels I've ever been to in my life. That is pretty neat. Yeah. And even Len Wein was in the audience watching. It was pretty cool because they they said, look who we have. We have the creator of Wolverine right there. (laughs) It was an awesome panel. That's awesome. Over at uh, Harley, we have Harley Quinn, Black, White, Redder, number two. Um, I've got a Joelle Jones cover. And... I don't get a lot of stuff from her, but um, she she's kind of picky, I guess, or doesn't get a lot of work. I don't know what's going on, but you don't see as much stuff from her as we used to. But that's that's an incredibly detailed cover. Well, she is doing Titans right now. Oh, the new Titans? Oh no, that's um, that's not Joelle Jones. That is um, I always get her confused. Because Joel Jones did the thing for Dark Horse with the housewife that murdered people, right? Lady Killer, yeah. Lady Killer, yeah. She did, she had a long run on a Wonder Woman title too, one of the Wonder Woman's 
girls. Can't remember which one. I didn't read it. Nicola Scott is doing Titans. Yeah, she was good. She's Not good Australian. too. Yeah. Uh, Derek Chu's Hot Girl, number two, very good. You enjoyed that last Hot Girl volume, didn't you? Uh, that was Howard Chaykin. Yeah. Speaking of Howard Chaykin, I did. It was an odd book, but it, I liked it. I love Howard Chaykin. He's he's up there. Oh yeah, I love Howard Chaykin too. This Carnal Confessions was a huge disappointment. You have those gorgeous covers. It's not a comic book. It's prose. Oh, no way. Yes, way. I was That's so disappointed. Cool. That's not fair. That's a bait and switch. It is. I immediately uh, canceled it. <laughs> <laughs> Night Terrors, Catwoman. Number two finishes out that volume, and there's some great covers there. There's that neon one, too, that's hot, but it's not an error. Yeah. Nightwing's second issue for its Night Terrors with a Matina. Punchline finishes up. Those are pretty nice. Superman finishes up. Yeah, I just got the Superman and Nightwing this week. Have you read any of the Night Terrors yet? I've read the first weeks, but I gotta I gotta start marshalling through the second and third. Yeah, and that's where I'm at too. Fourth I read week. The, I read that first week about what six six seven titles. Pretty good. Yeah. And then you get Night Terrors, Wonder Woman. Pop Scars finishes up with its sixth issue. Superboy, the Man of Tomorrow. You really liked this one, didn't you? It's fun, but you have to be a Superboy uh, fan. fan. Uh, yeah. I gotcha. Because you, you, you'd have to have read his 90s series to, I think, appreciate it. I did not. Because it's Connor and... He's a clone. He's half Luther, half Superman, and he's in space with the Cometeers, and they're also clones. So that the Dominators made him. And so if you're a fan of Invasion and all the aliens in space, you'll probably dig it. Yeah, that does not sound like my my cup of tea. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it to you. <laughs> but I would recommend it to a Superboy or Superman fan, you know. For real. Uh, let's see what Image has to offer over at previewsworld.com for their FOCs. Looking at the second issue of Antarctica. Something. I haven't read the first one yet. Yet. No, Still gotta I... read that one. Yeah, collecting nightclub. I don't. Oh, did I finish nightclub? Thought I did. I need two more issues to read. It was good, and it was only two nine a dollar ninety nine. Yeah, it was. I that thought it was, was good too. awesome. Let's see. 
Uh, Something Epic is doing a homage to Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's very nice. And uh, is that Rambo, the other one, for Something Epic? Yeah. Or First Blood. I, 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 I like the new Indiana Jones. I thought it was good. Oh, I gotta, I gotta see it. I haven't, I haven't made it yet. Uh, the Call is our new number one from Kelly Thompson and Maria De Luis. And I'm sure this was originally a Substack or Comicsology, maybe. I don't think so. I think Comicsology is going directly to Dark Horse. I haven't seen one go to Image yet. Oh, I was. But but I've seen a lot of the other ones. You mentioned something else. The Substack. Must Substack. Be, yeah. I thought she had a sub. She had a Substack going. But maybe maybe not. Substack has been going to. Substack's kind of like a free for all. It's like the writers decide where to go. But I think Comicsology has like some agreement. With Amazon. With Dark Horse. Yeah, with Dark Horse. That's cool. I mean, that makes that's good for Dark Horse. That makes well, a look at that. Void Rivals number th- uh number 1 uh third printing. Yeah. They're doing another second printing. Yeah, for the or number already. 2 second printing. Yeah. Two's the second print already. That was instant sellout and 3 is on its way. I enjoyed that first issue a whole bunch, so I'm hoping the second issue. Yeah, it was really really good. Reminded me of Enemy Mine, the movie. <laughs> oh wow, wow! When was that? That was a I long remember. time. It was Dennis Quaid and Louis Gossett Jr. Ah, I remember Enemy Mine. Yeah, vaguely. But do, do you remember Louis Gossett played the alien and uh, Quaid played the human, and they were landed on a planet together? Yeah. And they were enemies, and they yeah, that's a they formed that, an alliance. That's right. Okay, I <laughs> see it now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that that's an old old movie, man. Yeah, it is. That's cool. Um, Boom gives us uh, Dune House Harkonnen. I'm I've got to watch the Dunes. I've just um. Yeah, the new one's coming out next year, I think, isn't it? I thought it was out now. Like this summer, not, right? Um, it might be. Yeah, because Max still has the first one that I haven't been able to get through yet. I started it and then got sidetracked and never went back to it. I was never a Dune fan because you never was, get through the book. I saw, I, I, I tried the book and I couldn't get through it. And then <laughs> yeah. I watched the movie and the movie was so dry. To me, the new one, well, the new one, or was, the no, the old one. Yeah, the old one. Yeah, I I enjoyed the new one, but it, it is still slow as molasses. Like it is so slow. I mean, it it just it's it's more like a a space opera political thing. Yeah, I don't to know. Me, to me, yeah, people that like it love it, but I oh my know. god, I I know I have so many friends that just think that was the best movie ever too like because it was so close to the book yeah yeah down in uh, marvel we're looking at amazing spider-man 32 i've been i've been loving amazing spider-man what is what they've been doing it's just been really really inventive and fun and um has a lot of life to it 
going a lot of different directions. Yeah, you never know when you're what you're gonna get, you know. It, yeah. It's, it move. It moves a lot. It it feels like when um like Zeb Wells was like when when Scott Snyder got Batman, he was like, I don't know if I'm ever gonna get Batman again. I'm gonna do everything I ever wanted to do with Batman because who knows how long this ride's going to last. It reminds me a lot of the Howard Mackey, amazing Spider-Man, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Cause back then when they renumbered amazing Spider-Man, Howard Mackey was writing both books and Uh John Byrne was drawing amazing. And J.R.J.R. was drawing Peter Parker. Okay. And, uh, it, just the way it's paced, it it just feels a lot like that. It is is pretty pretty neat. That's that why was I a, like it. That was a weird, like that was so weird back then because it was like fifty issues that were renumbered, and then it started up again at the legacy number. Yeah, after that. I think I think so it was volume two of Amazing Spider Man. Like it was when they yeah. first relaunched it. And and then you were like, and, and that's also they stopped peter parker spectacular and made it peter parker spider-man back then it was it was just so striking and strange and weird that they did that and now it's every three six months you know Uh, yeah oh fantastic four gets an annual still loving that book i need to catch up on that jane gray gets a miniseries Jean Grey, I think I said Jane Grey. Another Miss Minutes cover. God. What are these? I mean, Loki was a while ago. What are we still doing? Loki 2's yeah, coming I, out, I, right? I never got the appeal of the, the Miss Minutes. <sighs> what, I mean, like a one episode, and it was like a little clever little throwback commercial type thing, right? And that... I don't know. They really embraced it. Yeah, I wasn't too big of a fan of the Loki uh, show. It was okay. Yeah. I mean, I it, yeah, I I I watched it and I I enjoyed it, but I I don't think this, I'd ever watch it again. It's this year, right? The season two. Yeah, I thought so, but they have that actor that plays Kang and a lot of uh, oh. I don't know what's going to happen with him because of all the stuff he's was accused of. Yeah. Supposedly found innocent, but who knows? Yeah. Moon Knight City of the Dead, two of five. The yeah, Rose did you see that new Moon Knight that came out, how thick it was? Woof. <laughs> yeah, 80-page giant, man. <laughs> it's a beast. Yeah, that was a lot of Moon Knight. Even for me. I don't know about this Rose Bash. It's okay. I'm not sure I love her anatomy. Planet of the Apes. I'm behind on that. I only read the first issue. Love that Dr. Afra throwback homage. Oh, yeah. I know they go to the well a lot on those, but I really enjoy those. Yeah, that would be a nice one to have. I just get the standard cover with that one, but 
That would be a if you're vesting and in, investing something, that would probably be a good one to have. Oh, Venom hit twenty five, so it's eight bucks. Really cool cover. That's a Doctor Doom, isn't it? There's a bunch of cool covers. Yeah. It's like the Venom spores coming out of uh, every orifice. Dynamite gets us some uh, Betty Page, your girl. Yeah, that's another thing that you'll find out with the Dave Stevens. He he uh his main the main actress is modeled after Betty Page. But he I the part I didn't know is he actually befriended Betty Page in her late years and would like go and buy her groceries and take her places and all kinds of stuff. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, It's very fascinating. (laughs) That's cool. I wonder if she'll still had a great set of cans. I don't know. She was a very beautiful woman, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Disney villains Hades, number one. Maleficent hits issue four. Kong Great War, Issue 3. Red Sonja, 2. Just got one, Issue 1 in my shipment. No time to read yet. Not yet. I, I, I haven't, I've been trying to do like this thing. So far, I've done okay, but I'm just trying to read two books a night, but I find myself so exhausted. <laughs> on the work nights like i've been working like near 10 hour days and then i come home and i'm just like i yeah. just want to i just want to like eat and go to sleep <laughs> i i had to break moon night 25 into two nights yeah. <laughs> but, but, but this <laughs> week i i've actually sort of done it you know like two books a night because yeah. usually i do like a marathon on saturdays yeah and uh and then read a few more on Sunday, but I, I've been trying to do two books a night, and so far it's working. I'm c- trying to make that a goal and spend less time on social media. Yeah, I do. I try to do two to three a night, and but like lately, sometimes the workday just soaks it out of me. So even if I even if I go to bed like at eight thirty or something, thinking I can read an extra two comics, I'll still like. You want to nod off and go to sleep. Yeah, so, I'm the same way. I mean, yeah. getting old sucks. It really does because work really, as you get older, your work really drains you. Like it, yeah, mentally and physically. <laughs> Mike, Mike, there were days when I was in my 20s where I would get off work, go home not even go home, go to a party. We would, this was like college era, you know, drink, yeah. uh, party, uh, sometimes watch the sun come up. Yep. Um, d- get more beer, make sure, sh- make sure we sobered up, but then go to work. Um, with a couple hours of sleep. If, if like that, two hours, if yeah, that, if, yeah. if that, if that, and that was something that didn't happen like once a year. That was pretty regular, like once a week that might happen. And you have the energy to like 
work like a yeah. 12 hour shift like I, back then i was working 12 hours a yeah. shift yeah and i would come home eat and then sometimes go to my friends and play madden until like yeah. 4 a.m yeah and then sleep two hours and then head up to work yeah i get it was like work. I get home from work now, and my wife's like, "Do you want to go over to?" No, no, I'm in. I'm 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 home. Where it's work, it's a work night. I'm not leaving. Yeah. What I'm what I what I did this week is I came home, we ate really late, like seven o'clock, and then we'd watch one of those episodes, Platonic, and then I would read, and then I would pass out. <laughs> So that's that's that was my uh, week. That's the week. And sometimes I have to like read something light, like Dennis the Menace or something like that, because <laughs> because I just know I won't make it through something heavy. Yeah, you know? it's, it, so, it'll be a it'll be a Scooby Doo mystery yeah. night or something. I'm like, oh, there's no way I can do this. <laughs> I can't do this shaking tonight. I got to pay too close of attention. Yeah, um, I, there's no way in hell I would read Hey Kids comics <laughs> on a work night. No way. No. <laughs> I need to be There's too much to, con- to look at. Yeah, that'd be like a first thing in the mo- Saturday morning to read. <laughs> yeah, get your note, <laughs> get your notebook out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That's what happens when you age. Yeah, we got uh, bloody parts number one. This is American mythology productions from Constantine Paradis. This looks like an interesting um, thing. He's he's this Quinn is uh, addicted to prosthetics, so he wants to change I don't know himself. If I ordered that. I might have. You probably did. Yeah, I I don't like the way they advertise because American mythology got to be on your your toes because they put a bunch of old stuff in their solicits too. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I dated the girl on the cover of Creature Girls, number <laughs> the, the volume eight. Uh, Which one, Creature Creature Girls? Creature Girls, yeah. Oh, the one that's. Uh... Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. I that think I went like out with her. Manga girl there. I think I went out with her once. She was fun. That's a lot to handle. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's your My Little Pony. Got to start reading these feeders. Haven't haven't jumped on that yet. Oh, okay. That's Sumerian. That used to be which behemoth. Which behemoth yeah matter of fact i still file even though they're sumerian i still file them under behemoth because okay. I, I didn't want to break like it switched midstream so you're alphabetical on some by of the publisher. titles yeah but okay. i but i i broke the rule with behemoth because i it's to me it's the same company and they like switched midstream on some titles so like it went you would be on issue four on one, and then five was Sumerian. So it was like, yeah. I'm just going to file it all with Behemoth. That gets to, yeah, you're right. That gets yeah, to say. Like, 
who did Oni buy like that not that long ago? Like Oni Press bought someone. Uh, Archaea, was that right? No, um, Boom owns Archaea. They own Lion Forge, Zoni. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know what happened. Oni, Oni kind of went through that firing and yeah restructuring they they implode they exploded and then they imploded yeah and i like i still don't know what their identity is now because the six gun i see now is lion forge but it's it's a, a kickstarter so i don't like understand what they're doing yeah there's a couple of publishers like that. Like, I'm not least sure they're kind of directionless. Yeah, but Oni is like all over the place. Like you can't even pick a theme and say that's yeah. what it is. I mean, the only thing that they've been c- consistent with is the Rick and Morty. That's yeah. it. Everything is all over. Like I, I, I don't even know what their identity is. Like no. Vault and Vault and Scout are very similar. So similar, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can barely tell the difference. In terms of like what their model is, they should but, merge. Uh, yeah, I would. Now, a massive, the publisher Massive um, has a it used Sean... to be whatnot. They changed their name, sort of. Oh really? Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah, they. That's I didn't realize they were the same. But it's Sean Gordon Murphy doing the writing and the art for Plot Holes Number One. That's right. That's pretty sweet. That he's it not looks, taking this it looks image. pretty good. It looks pretty good. So they must have they must have dangled some money in front of him. I can't understand why he wouldn't do this at Image. Yeah, did you hear about their uh, fiasco with heavy metal too? Because because uh, whatnot with it solicited heavy metal one and two, that deal whole deal fell through. Maybe Kirkman so, will buy it. Yeah, who knows? Maybe he he bought Hasbro. Maybe he'll buy heavy metal too. Well, they pay like I don't understand why it fell through. It sounded like it was heavy metal's fault because whatnot paid for like the last two magazines even to get published under heavy metal, like just to finish the magazine off so they can relaunch it. And then they actually paid creators to do issues one and two. I, I found this out from Kevin Van Hook because he's a friend of mine on Facebook and he wrote one of the stories for heavy metal number one. And he said, yeah, I got paid, but I don't know if it'll ever see the light of day now. So it's it's so weird. It's just really strange. Yeah. Really strange. These pop scars I want to jump on, too, because that's Sumerian. But these covers for pop scars are just amazing. Like, I like them a lot. Yeah. Here's our Rick and Morty. Uh, Sonic that, the Hedgehog has been big. That cover C up. for Pop Scars, where he's cut cleaving that guy's head in half. Oh my god! Yeah, that's amazing. Stranger Things. Another Stranger Things? Oh, that's three. The Outer Spaceman from American Mythology. They're 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 a weird company because. Oh, this they is are. the ape. This is the apex, which is like their superhero line. Yeah, I got their first their first issue, but that one's Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends that did it, and they're like two of my favorite creators. Very cool. So, yeah, 
want to got to jump on that one. You have a lot of favorite creators though. I do, but you I really like, I, mean, I you really love comics. Like, if, you, uh, if you love Tom comics, DeFanco you have and... I mean, I I like I like a lot of creators cuz I like a lot of comics. Yeah. How do you not like creators? How do you not like somebody who makes comics for a living? And I mean, most of them are all pretty cool, pretty cool people if you've ever met them at a con. So almost all of them are pretty nice. Yeah, very interesting for sure. All right, Mike, this is uh, time to pick our FOC. Are you going to let me go first? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'm going to do the Star Wars Dr. Aphra Salvador La Roca homage cover. Okay, I like that. Yeah. I am uh, on the fence between the call and plot holes. I, th- I think I'm going to go with the call, uh, the image book by Kelly Thompson. I think that will be my pick. All right, now it's time to head on over to our good friends at Cover Price for their uh, top 20. Mike, would you like to take the top 10? Uh, the link that you send me only has the top 10, so. Okay, well, you're, you're definitely taking the top 10. Why don't I take the bottom 10? Because I have, I have both of them. Do you have both of them? I have both of them. Okay. I have both of them. I just gave you the top. I'll take, I'll take the I top assumed 10 you would then. take it. All right, I'll do it. The <laughs> uh, top 10, uh, we got Marvel Comics Presents number 95. Uh, this this was a dollar book. Um, oh, cool. But it's the first first time that Wolverine sported his, his yellow costume. And uh, they tracked 88 copies sold. That's a lot. See, that's, wor- that's worthy to be trended, yes, I think. that is. A seven-day trend of 150% with a high sale of $65 for a 9.6 and a raw going for six. So it's still really affordable. That's almost double the cost of a comic. Yeah. Uh, We have at number two, we already talked about this one. This is the JSA Secret Files and Mm -hmm. Origins. So we got the redundancy of the first appearance of the Kendra's uh, first hawk girl. So I'm not going to beat that one to death because we already talked about it. Uh, Wolverine 88, we already talked about. It's the deluxe edition. This is the Deadpool 3, the first fight between Wolverine and Deadpool. So that was also on the previous list. Uh, So was this one, the Brave and the Bold, number 57. This is the first appearance of Metamorpho. They've announced the actor that's probably going to be in that Superman uh, movie. There's also speculation that there might be the Terrifics in that Superman movie. So oh. Terrifics were Metamorpho, Plastic Man, and, you know, a few others. But we'll see. Uh, number five is Green Lantern, number 59. Uh, this is another Superman legacy uh, uh, James Gunn thing um, because uh, they announced Nathan Fillion as Guy Gardner. And this one that, has that's great. 33 copies great. sold. I think that's great cost casting. Yeah, I I can see that. I can see it. 
Seven-day trend of 159% with a high sale of 1350 for a CGC 9.2. Glad I bought this for like 20 bucks <laughs> a few years ago. Um, Night Terrors, number one, Ivan Rice, uh, Darkest Hour, Neon Ink, Air. We've already talked about that one, too, so I'm not going to beat that one to death. Extreme Venomverse, number four, the Takashi Okazaki, one in 25. What's going on with this one? If we didn't receive so much information regarding the future of the DCU recently, this book may have held the top spot since its release. Fans have been all about its highly rated series. Huh. This is one I've stood out for, too. And I'm buying Venom, too. And I was like, I don't want to jump in on this thing. But uh, this is a ratio variant, so I don't. I'm not going to spend 30 bucks for this. But it says we track 30 copies at a seven-day trend of 125% with a high sale of $205 for a raw copy. Oh, that's, that's that's not a joke right there. Uh-huh. And that's a good one in 25. Fair, investment yeah, that, that, that is a really good one. That's way better than we usually see, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hulk number one, the 2008. Uh, this the last time we featured this book. The fans were tearing apart behind the scenes of Harrison Ford. Oh, this is uh, because of the Red Hulk. Yeah. And uh, Harrison Ford playing the Red or uh, Thunderbolt Ross. I don't think you. I don't think you can be able to do that. <laughs> He's too old. <laughs> well, uh, with CGI, it could do anything, man. Yeah, that's true. Go go watch Indiana Jones, and you'll you'll see. <laughs> but because uh, they de-age him. Yeah, but you still walk, they still walk the same. They still walk like old men. No, but the this movie features like back in the the war time. Yeah. And then it flashes forward, and then he's old and crotchety. Oh, okay. So yeah. So uh, we got the Terrifics number one, and James Gunn on Twitter mentioned these guys, and we talked about members Mister Terrific and Metamorpho. In Superman Legacy, so that would be awesome if they showed Plastic Man, because I am a Plastic Man nut. Oh, you would uh, lose it. You would lose it. I I would lose my shit. I really would. (laughs) (laughs) What if they they not only did Plastic Man, but they did the relationship with his wife, the one that made you cry when she remember that? Oh, that's elongated man. Oh, that's elongated man. Oh, yeah, dude. that's oh. that that is the when Gene Loring murdered his wife oh, okay. in Identity Crisis. I still cry when I reread that. Yeah, that's incredible because she was gonna tell him I know. that she was pregnant and they couldn't have a kid. Can you, I'm like, can... oh my god! And then they murdered her. Mike, you will see oh, that on the screen someday. I'm gonna that... start crying now. That story yeah. will be will be portrayed for you on the screen someday. I promise. Well, I've always loved Plastic Man though because he's he's got Woozy, that that fat guy that always hangs out with him, and I I used to watch that cartoon, the oh Plaz, yeah, Baby Plaz cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Adventure Hour. Uh, we got an Infinite Crisis, the Jim Lee regular. James Gunn confirmed that Blue Beetle is now part of the new rebooted DC proper. That's kind of interesting because who knows what this movie's going to do. It seems like almost 
eighty percent of the new comic book movies are failing. It, it, it even seems like uh, what is that um, big series that already hit like the tenth movie? It's, it's that seemed to flop. The the racing one with the cars. I can't even think what oh, it Fast is. Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. That's that that burned a that that light didn't burn bright at the box office and Indiana Jones for Christ's sake failed. Yeah. Like I don't know what's gonna. Well, I guess Mission Impossible is doing okay. But Barbie it, and Oppenheimer are doing well. It just seems that a lot of things they think are gonna strike or not, and I don't know how they're gonna take Blue Beetle, but. Um, it should be interesting. I, I still think Blue Beetle is Ted Cord, but he's not even the first Blue Beetle. Dan Garrett is the first Blue Beetle. I think I think comic book movies have been replaced with nostalgia movies. To I think point. so because of Top you know? Gun. Like, yeah, I, because I really think Top people, Gun, Barbie. I think people are serving Super Mario. Yeah, burnt like a burnout. Like I really yeah. do, and they they want something different, right? I, I, that's what I think's happening, but we didn't we didn't have to wait long enough for anything, you know. They just started coming yeah. out so fast, and it was like you you actually had to choose which one. Well, they to go they to. they need to make us hungry again. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, they need or, to starve us for a while. I mean, I think Gunn. I mean, he. I think he has the the vision to do oh, he's going to have that, the emotional tap. I I really do with Superman. I really to build. Do. I think you can build to something like a an Infinity Gauntlet, but I I don't know that the audience will be there to see it. I mean, I think I think it, he'll execute the stuff well. I just don't think the audience is going to is ready for another one. I hope so because I I just want. I want Superman to be in the limelight since the 70s. You know, I, I want yeah. him back yeah. as like a top hero in the in film. I really liked Batman v Superman, though. I did, too. Like I, I thought it was I thought, great. I thought Cavill was fa- a great Superman. He was like, a great. I, I don't want good. him. I didn't want him recast. I thought he was great. I, no, I think he should have ran with it. And I think. The the way they did the multiverse, they could have like they could they could have picked and choose who they want, you know what I mean? Yeah. They could have just said, okay, this this world merged with this, or <laughs> and they they can make it with the multiverse. You can do anything you want. Yeah. You can get away with murder, and people under the, the general audience understands the multiverse now because of to. like into the Spider Verse and Flash and everything yeah. else. My turn. Uh, 11, Spectre number 54, another Mr. Terrific. Um, yeah. So I don't know what the... That was definitely a dollar book, though. <laughs> this is his first appearance. Twelve, Only 12 copies sold. Um, near mints around 93 bucks. Um, a 9.8 goes for a, a high sale of $1,000. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Uh, just in the previous top ten, remember where I said Mr. Terrific, and then there, there it is. Yeah, actor. I didn't realize that was where it, that's where his first appearance was. That's a lot. Ninety three. This book was like literally you could get on my comic shop for like <laughs> two ninety nine not right. too long ago. 
At rank 12, we have Spider-Man number 7, the top secret spoiler, Rambarto Ramos. Uh, this is Spider-Boy still. Uh, 34 additional copies of Spider-Boy moved. I thought everybody had one that wanted one. A high sale of 125 bucks for a 9.8. Raw is around $33. At rank 13, we have Wolverine 88. We talked about that already. That's Deadpool Wolverine uh, fight. Um High sale of 525 for CGC 98 Rawls around 75 bucks. At rank 14 we have Spider-Man 2099 number one from 1992. Plenty of those out there in the wild. 53 of these moved. Uh, 133 dollars for a CGC 98 Rawls around 20 bucks. Um, big drop in in 2099. Uh, rank 15, we have Amazing Spider-Man 300. I don't know who this is. Oh, it's that Venom kid. Yeah, that might have some value at some point. Uh, high uh, sale of $3,600 for a should hold on to the Should have held on to that one, huh? Uh, Raws for around $567. Slightly more than I got out of mine. Yeah, uh, that guy probably slabbed it and sold it for a grand. That guy probably, yeah, <laughs> has a so... yacht right now. <laughs> um, at rank 16, we have Ultimate Fallout 4, the Miles Morales first appearance, up to 1850 bucks for a CGC 9.8. Um, and Rawls are going for about 550 24 of these moved. At rank 17, we have Amazing Spider-Man 17, uh, Ed McGinnis 1 in 25. Uh, Rec Rap? Yeah, he's that muscular-looking monster Spider-Man. Yeah. I, I, okay, I remember. Barely. He almost looks yeah. like a Venom. Like, but yeah. He looks more like a cross between Venom and the Beast in a yeah. Spider-Man costume. We think that... Um, what do we think? This is a cameo. This is a cameo. To lead a they're, large they're, story. They're, they're, ban- they're banking on his visual because yeah. his, he's like visually cool looking that yeah. they'll put him in the next spider verse. I bet. Ah, uh, I gotcha. Uh. 17 copies sold high sale of 60 bucks for a CGC nine, eight and near mints around 24 bucks. Uh, Venom 2099 number one from 2019. Uh, there's rumors about a Venom 3 movie. Uh, this first appearance of Aaliyah Bell as the second Venom 2099. Um, this also has uh, rumors about Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man and Null. So this is a, an issue that's gaining a lot of interest. 19 copies moved. High sale of 60 bucks for a 9.6. Current value around uh, $17. Um, image 30th anniversary anthology number eight. Yeah, James, this one's interesting. <laughs> yeah. The world tree was in this one. Um, so they track 16 copies. The high sale of $358.95 for a CGC 99. And Raw's around 32 bucks. I knew you buy enough of these image anniversary anthologies, you'd hit. But you had to do eight to get it. Yeah, and I don't I don't like that one as much as some of the other anthologies. Like I haven't finished it yet, but No, I haven't either. 
I haven't been. I have them all. It's it just that I have other anthologies I like a lot more. Yeah. And finishing out the top 20 is Electra the movie. We talked about that earlier. They're saying 16 copies moved. High sale of 22 bucks for a raw. All right. Now, what's people paid to see? Sneak peek at next week. What is coming up? Let's start with what's coming out from uh, DC on Tuesday, the 25th. DC on Tuesday. Okay. Look at that audio Batman audio adventures. Number seven, Michael Aldred, Batman inside of a Croc's mouth. That's awesome. Cartooning. I love that. Oh, that is cool. I like it. Children of the Comet. It's a Sumerian book. There's a Charm City number one. From Scout. Oh, okay, yeah. Missed that one. Children of the Comet. Well, who's who does that? Sumerian? Uh they're also Sumerian, yeah. Yeah. Let's see what else we have. Night Terrors number two, the main series. They sure are putting a lot on these uh, neon ink covers, aren't they? Yeah, they're trying to replicate the uh, lenticular craze, right? Trying to repeat that again. Uh, It looks like Sandman's coming into this one. Like the Wesley Dodds Sandman. Oh, okay. Yeah, some of these I'm going to probably skip. I'm not, probably not going to read Angel Breaker. Um, it's just, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start picking and choosing, I think. Angel Breaker is probably a first appearance, isn't it? I haven't seen her. Oh, really? Yeah, break out new character. Maybe, maybe I should. Well, you're a speculator. You gotta take the risk, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's in it's in the bylaws. <laughs> I mean, well, uh, you never know. There there might be an angel breaker announcement. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know what? It just sounded it sounded so familiar, like all those James Tinian invented Batman. It, it does sound like a Tinian you Batman. Know, and and I was one. just like. I was just like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to read any more of those. <laughs> yeah. Got to read the fine print. Harley Quinn. Here's your Jenny Frizz in the uh, Harley Quinn number one cover. B. It's pretty. It's actually pretty nice. That's a pretty nice Harley Quinn. I like it a lot. But again, <clears throat> you, you really only need so many Jenny Frizz covers. Of course, I say that, yeah. and then I see G- Gillian March, and I'm like, I'll take every Gillian March that uh, exists. I love Gillian March, but this is just a cover, a cover gallery of Poison Ivy. 
Oh, is that all it is? Oh, okay. Yeah. But there were some great covers on this series. So yes, it might there be are. A, it might if be you like, nice if you like through. that kind of thing, it's they're nice to flip through, I think. Especially if you miss some of the ratios or whatever, and you can look up close at them, they're nice. We got Ribbon Queen from AWA. This is Garth Ennis and Jason Burroughs. Jason Burroughs was an Avatar guy. Uh, he was my boy too. Yeah. I really liked. I mean, these guys were. The, uh, they they did some great Avatar stuff. They did they did some cursed, didn't they? Ennis and Burroughs together. Yeah, they did. Oh man, that was such some a good crossed. series. Crossed. Did I say cursed? Yeah. Cross was so good. I loved it. I wish Avatar would come back. It's so weird. We could probably buy it. We, you and I could probably go to our couch cushions and chip in enough to buy Avatar. Because Avatar, like writer wise and artist wise, was awesome. Like they had Warren Ellis, they had Alan Moore, they had like Garth oh, Ennis. Yeah. They had, I mean, they had big writers. Yes, they're adult comics, but great series too. They were a great series, and then the artists were all European, and they were just killing it. Mhm. That so, was so good. So good. <laughs> I miss them. And that introduced me to Boundless and some of the wonders of Boundless too. I don't think this book is gonna be like a good investment, but it's gonna be a good read. Superman: The Last Days of Lex Luthor. The concept of that is Lex Luthor's dying, yeah, and ask for Superman to help him, but super, at the same time Lex Luthor wants to kill him. So yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, Trakova, Trakovi, number one. This is Adrian Kaleric book that, and he he was uh on the interview episode with Jason a couple weeks ago. Um, friend of the show, good dude. Check out Krakova, Krakovi. Do a better job of pronouncing it. Batman Beyond Neo Gothic. That's a character I never got into. You a Batman Beyond guy? Uh, yeah, I not not too much. I mean, mm-hmm. I I read it, but I'm not I'm not like oh because he's generated the cartoon right. He came from the cartoon and I didn't watch yeah. the cartoon so. Yeah. I read a little bit of it and I'm just like, eh, not for me. All right, let's slide on over and see what Image has to offer. For July 26th. For Yeah, for Wednesday. The true day of new comics. Dang it. I thought that was Battle Chasers number one. It's actually 11. Yeah, old continued, eyes are... the, continued the numbering, though. It just relaunched. Yeah. They have two books underneath there. This book was hot back in the day because Joe Mad was doing it. And uh, I, I think he went into video games and kind of dropped the book. But yeah. it was popular for a while. So Mark Millar and Pepe Larraz are going to give us big game. Combining Kick-Ass, Kingsman, Nemesis, Magic Order. All the Miller World franchises in one special event. So Kyle said Huck better be in here. So we'll see. 
Um, I, uh, part of me doesn't want to read this. Part of me does. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Where I want to read it. I like his properties for sure. I only like about Especially half of them. Kick ass. I like his stuff just in general. I like his movies too. I like Kingsman. Yeah. I like Hit Girl and Kick Ass. And uh, what was the show that got canceled? I really enjoyed. Well, most of his get canceled, but the superhero Jupiter's team. Legacy. Oh uh, yeah, that was so good. It was interesting for sure. It was. Yeah. I, I I think it. The the concept of it, like it took place in the twenties or. Yeah. I can't remember it. Like I think the concept was a, a rough sell to the general population, but I think the people that wanted it enjoyed it. You know. Like, yeah. Just because because it offered something different. That's why I liked it. Well, that, I mean that that and why the last man and paper girls and all those properties came to the streaming services around the same time and it just didn't I make it seen, man i haven't seen paper girls but me and my wife did watch every episode of why well because paper girls we is fans. way better i liked why I, I i get why they changed what they did i i don't think it took very well but way too it, slow it i thought it was i thought it was all right yeah i think paper girls is well much much better executed i'm an easy kill for entertainment don't listen that's to true. me that's true that's true you're not gonna be tough on it i come home from work i'm tired anything is like a breath of fresh air yeah it ain't code <laughs> at least it ain't code yeah. right it ain't code i get to to, to escape into whatever i'm watching and Click, click, boom. That was re- really good. I didn't read that first one. So oh, my God. I got to check that out. Do you know the concept of this? No. It's kind of like a, 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 a she's mute. She can't talk. So she communicates via a Polaroid camera. That's how she takes this. And she's going after a company because they sort of killed, like, the guy who who took care of her like her okay. mentor it, it is fascinating and then there's like a a podcaster that that's uncovering a lot of the truths of this company and it is really good i liked it a lot for our gener- generation z listeners uh polaroid camera was something that you had before your phone um, they still have them by the way you can go to target the reason i know this is cuz i had to buy a a memory you know those memory things for a, a video recorder like to, yeah you know, sd cards I, yeah i had to go buy one of those and i was like wow they still sell polaroids <laughs> yeah they, they're a little there. smaller now like they do like yeah. the small the small polaroids um newburn number nine is out can't wait for that highly Forgot recommend love sick it's a trade paperback that was so good it's twisted I mean, it's twisted, but it is it is sexual, it's weird, it's dark uh web type content, but it, it is it is just fascinating. Yeah. It's like a fascinating love story between a cannibal and a Donna Matrix. It's crazy. Per Evil, number one, Merica Andolfo and Laura Braga. 
together. Yeah, I think this was the road trip one. It looks this is going to be an interesting one, I think. There's scrapper number one. This was, I believe, Kyle's pick at, during FOC last week because um, it's Cliffy B, the Gears of War game designer, and Alex DeCampi working together. Should be pretty good. There's that Void Rivals 2 that is already sold out and then in going into a second print. So these look like they're a week off to me. Like these books are already out. Did, I, did we not go far enough? No, we did, according to date. Because we're on the 21st and this says the 26th. It just looks odd to me because I saw all these books. Well, did you see them during FOC, though? No, I got them all in my shipment. Well, a Rogue Street date, possibly. I don't think so. They're tight with the street date. Let me go up and see if it's... Well, it's I don't, but, like, I, think... I, I have time, time after time. I have Void Rivals. I have Radiant Black... I don't think I got pure evil. Do you got you got Gappy's phone number? Can you give him a call? Tell him if he's I got don't the, know what's happening. <laughs> he's got the most current uh, comics up here. Yeah, I don't know what's happening, but well, let's see this boom these... though. I don't recognize this Alice Never After. That hasn't come out. I'm just talking about the image ones. Maybe they're doing something weird with the image because of the <laughs> they lost Maybe... them. They don't... No, no, wait. That's what's happening, because DCBS is Lunar, and they distribute, they can distribute stuff now. So this is so that this is last week's, and they're like, we're not updating Image anymore. Um, oh, I bet no, I bet you, Lunar's getting it first, and and uh, Diamond is getting it second. Well, that's not true because they. PRH gets Marvel first, but you still no, see the No, but I, I actually think it's different with Image. Because I think Lunar is like exclusive. They're exclusive with Lunar, but they're going to distribute through Diamond as well. It's this, But it's the same as the Marvel deal. No, but I'm just saying the street date is probably... I, I think something's off. Because okay. I have the Image books. Okay. okay. What I don't have is the... Uh, Boom. Like all the other stuff that you're talking about, I don't. Right. Right. Let me see. Let me go backwards. Let me go backwards a week. I ordered uh Hold on, listeners, uh, while we while we play around on the website here for a second. If I go back to the previous week, July nineteenth, and look at image. You're right, it's the same. It's the same. Something's wrong. <laughs> it's the same books. For image. Yeah. So can I go to Lunar? And how do how what if Lunar is is No, I just think I think this is a, I think you uncovered a diamond faux pas right now. Cause it's I, I, I don't think the lunar thing switches till September. 
I didn't uncover shit. <laughs> I was asleep, just going, yeah, this, <laughs> this is new. Yeah, yeah no, you back, but yeah, I'm just saying. You uncovered it. I'm I'm on Lunar though. I mean, I I see their catalog, but I don't I don't see a way to see just Lunar. No, I I see image Diamond. Books. They didn't update it. <laughs> but they Maybe did update. They did update Boom. Like I can guarantee. Like I. Yeah, that's new. I didn't get Berserker or Alice at Never After. Or do you think Creed? I, I subscribed to Creed. Do you and think? I have but not number two. Do you think that Image did a week off so they could transition to Lunar? They could have done something weird like that. And so nothing's changed. So they, instead of taking off all the Image, they just left the old stuff on. Yeah, because there are some Image that I didn't get that I subscribed to because I didn't get Old Dog and I didn't get Pure Evil. But I did get like Nocturna. I didn't get I didn't get Nightclub and I subscribed to that, number six. So I think I think they I think this is just a messed up list. Yeah, somebody's asleep at the wheel. Yeah. Because Indigo Children wasn't in my shipment, but Impact Winner was. So yeah, there's something weird going on. Yeah. So listeners are probably saying, you're you're talking about books that I already have this week. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and and I was I was ready to fight you. I'm like, no, uh, these are all new. So, well, you were saying that maybe they ship me stuff. <laughs> I said they broke street date. Yeah. Lunar Lunar broke street date, and no, your your, your comic company did. <laughs> because the other week has them too. <laughs> Berserker Poetry of Madness. Uh, are we still lo- listing Keanu Reeves on here with Scochi? No, this is Scochi only. No, he's still he's still on here. Well, Let's just as story by credit. I don't even know if it's story by. Just just a, just a dude just hanging out. I think he they're using his ideas, and I think Scrochi is doing the bulk of the work. He's kept his name on there. But that's a it. heavy price tag for this. That's ten bucks, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, did, did I guess the first one did well? Must have. I like the first one from what I read. I I just didn't buy this one because of the ten bucks yeah. price tag. But I did buy Creed. Looking forward to reading that because I just watched the movie. I watched the first Creed. I didn't watch the second or the third. I just finished the third. Neighbors got number five. Seasons of Have Teeth. Haven't read that yet. That's on number four. Something is Killing the Children. Those prison covers all look the same to me. They all look the same. Yeah. Even the one in 50, she just colored it different. Yeah. And that's just like uh, a color on editor. Theme. I'll just change yeah. the color. It's like when DC used to do um, second prints. Just change the color. Yeah. Some of the spawns are doing that now. They'll do just just change the color on the on one edition. 
and not put the the title of the book on yeah. it. Uh, Spider-Man gets the 30 with a Betsy Cola Hellfire Gala variant. And a weird Scotty Young with a baby Doc Ock, which is kind of interesting. Avengers at three. I love that old style cover with the heads. Warner Box variant by Mark Brooks. Which one is that? Oh, yeah, the third one. Mm-hmm. The third. That one is uh, not in a ratio either, huh? Nope. Independently orderable, yeah. That looks very uh, 90s Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool throwback. Blade, number one. whole bunch of Blade. Frank Miller doing Blade. That's cool. What is happening here? I have Blade number one, too. Yeah, this feels old and dated, too. The sneak peek at last week with... <laughs> I'm just trying to see Mike and if I go Drew. last week if Blade is on there. Yeah, because yep, it my, is there. Yeah, this is last. My, my pick was Moon Knight City of the Dead. So. That's the 19th. So there's something funky going on with that, too. We're sneaking peek to last week. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Comics releasing. What are we What are we looking for? July 26th? Yeah, we're supposed to be on July 26th, but the books are not. Some of them are updated for publishers, and some are last week's. I don't know what's happening, to tell you the truth. Dynamite, I didn't get... Okay, I didn't get 007, which I do get, and I didn't get Deja Thoris. So that those are new. Scar is new. Here's... um. I'm dropping this in the chat real quick. It's Fresh Comics. Um, they might be, are those, are those legit? I'm clicking on it. There's a San Diego blade, but that's the only blade it's showing. Yeah. Yeah, in the San Diego Moon Knight. Yeah, this looks more legit. More legit. Yeah, because there's Daredevil Echo. I didn't get that. I didn't get Ghost Rider. Deadpool number nine. Yep, this is legit. There's something yeah. going on with the Diamond site. So it's hard to tell. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to tell. All right. Oh, that silk cover looks really good. I would tell you that I'm going to edit all that out, but I'm probably not. I'm going to no, just leave it there. Yeah, leave it for posterity. The day Drew had a stroke, so people could say, "God, these guys are idiots. (laughs) 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 They're sleepy. They ate too much food. Yeah, on a Friday night. (laughs) 
but we're, it's not our fault. Trust us. Yeah, it was Diamond's fault. It's Diamond's fault. Yeah, this is this is this is right. I do like that San Diego. Very nice. Mm. Oh, there's a Venom George Perez cover with Doctor Doom on it. That's weird, right? Yeah. Weird choice. Spider-Man India. I don't know who's going by that, but might might be some fans. Well, this Venom 23 has a lot of covers, man. There must be something happening in that book. That connecting cover is gorgeous. Looks like a bunch of Venoms on the beach hanging out. <laughs> Where are you at? Uh, oh. Tan connecting cover. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a no. lot of cut. Co- why? Why so many covers for twenty three? What's the deal? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. This must legacy something doctor, must be the Doctor Doom thing. Is it more expensive? That one, I don't think it is. They have a spoiler cover, though, which tells me that something big is happening in this issue. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a spoiler that they're not showing, so. Could be something there. Doctor Doom becomes Venom. (laughs) The Hellfire Gala has a spoiler cover, too. Yeah, so their dynamite stuff was was up to date, but Marvel and Marvel and Image were hurting. Yeah, this is a much better list. I didn't I didn't know this Fresh Comics had. I didn't know about this website. Kind of like it better. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. Makes the, I like um, it better because the images are bigger. They're larger. It, has, it, has, every, it has everything. This is one-stop shopping. I didn't see DC, did you? Yeah, there's DC in this list. Scroll uh-huh. down. Uh, I'm still in Boom. If you jump to Dynamite, it's past... Yeah, because the image stuff is right on here because I didn't get these particular books. Nightclub, yep, newborn, old dog, yeah, every pure evil, all the ones that I told you I was missing, they're in this list. The other one they just, just didn't delete nineteen, maybe? The July yeah, they, stuff? They just left it. Left it all and just added new shit. Yeah, and I think they did the same with Marvel. Who Conan the Barbarian number one? Who's doing oh, that? Yes. Who has Titan. that right? Titan Comics. Oh, they got the, they have the rights now. Okay. There's what do you a think? A lot that, of covers to choose from. Do you think that'll be an improvement over the Marvel run or same? I think it'll be similar. I read the number the free comic book day one, so 
it seems very uh, Marvel like to me. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some nice covers with that. Dead by Daylight's pretty interesting too. Golly, Antarctic Press makes an appearance. Haven't seen much for them for a while. Oh, it's Cocaine Kaiju. <laughs> yeah. That's Mary Machine book, Gun. Uh... Fantasy Comics. Tomorrow Girl. Man, this looks like right up your alley, dude. Everything oh, I, 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 me, me and Bill love this company, so we're like almost all in. Yeah. But um, yeah, all these I'm buying. I'm not buying the Kaiju sketchbook though. I would if it was a comic, but it's not. Rebel Girls from Keen Spot. That looks pretty good. A blaze gives us uh, traveling to Mars. Why don't you use this site? This site is so much better. <laughs> I never had the need to before because no, but th- this Diner has everything. No, but we don't have to go to Lunar or this has everything. This has the scout books we just talked about. Like this is one stop shopping. I Mike, prefer it. Like we're creatures of habit. We're old guys, creatures of habit, and. <laughs> well, be... I, I'm actually gonna do a bookmark on this, so I'm gonna just go here. <laughs> this is better. But yeah, I like it. Yeah, it is. It is good. And if well, and look, if Diamond continues look at to that, crumble, uh, if you go to Opus Comics, this could be a hit. There's a Queens of the Lost World five copy incentive, or with the video, the Nintendo video game eight bit looking. Yeah, but I can't tell what game they're going after. It's just a Nintendo. I, I don't think yeah. it's a game. I think it's just the the look. The style, yeah. Yeah. Wow, look at these art books. PS art books. These ones I love. I, I just Military want... Comics, Volume 3, Space Adventures, Volume 7. See, this Those this look... just has a, this has a better organization. Who are these guys? <laughs> I like this. This yeah. is good because it even has like the manga, yeah, comics experience. It I, I just much, like the much better organized. Oh, it's just organized by companies that like all the big companies. I mean, it has Asumi Chan is interested in lesbian brothels, Volume Three. Oh, there's so. a red red room, number three. Comics experience with the uh, Mother Russia. Number one. Yeah, Force is... still has a Star Wars license. That's cool. They have the uh, the, the old IDW. IDW. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Pop Scars. I think I missed out on that one. I should have. Um... Oh, there's a new Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose. Jim Blant. Aardvark Vanaheim still putting stuff out? AWA, The Ribbon Queen. This is 
I like this website, so this is the highlight of the show for me. <laughs> there you go. I like it. It was worth coming good. on. Yeah. So is this Crypto Killers number three? This rip, this red room is not as um, doing as well as their previous red red room. Yeah, I heard that, but um, I haven't read it yet to to determine if it's co- content or not. Yeah. I love the other two. I thought they were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I just that love cryptocurrency that issue was so good. Uh, the guy who lost the USB drive and then he got. He he was trying to find a hacker that could hack into his cryptocurrency drive because he couldn't remember his password. Oh my god! And he went to an island, uh, and there were cannibals. <laughs> that, was, that was crazy. That's what's gonna happen to me if I ever get any crypto. I'm gonna lose my password. <laughs> I heard there's ways to recover it now. I, I think it's like that first generation. Yeah. Zombie side day one of Source Point Press. I like it too because the covers are bigger. Like I yeah, could, I can see them. Yeah, the images are nice. Ahoy Comics gives us one comic. Archie gives us one comic. Avery Hill Publishing gives us one comic. Black Mask. My boy's black mask. Just keeps going, bro. It just keeps going. Yeah. I think I I know what my pick is. I didn't even bookmark my pick. I've been... I'm so out of sorts. Yeah, you're you're too busy scrolling. Yeah. (laughs) What's your pick, man? I'm going to go with... uh... The Venom number 23 Kafu spoiler cover. Okay. Which we well, don't know what the spoiler is, but if that's the spoiler cover, that's where I'd put my money on. Uh, okay. I think something big's happening in Venom. This is this is a weird number. Yeah. And it's got a spoiler cover. Like it's number 23. There's nothing we but there's like a one in 100 off this issue. What, what is happening? Is this so, like, can I so zoom in on this cover and see? So it's the Venom um, spoiler cover. Yeah, I'm trying to find if it's got legacy number on there. I don't know. Something weird's happening with Venom, and that's why I chose it. Gotcha. There's there's no way that a re- an issue 23 would have a spoiler cover and a 1 in 100. The spoiler cover isn't a ratio, by the way, because I would have to follow by my rules and buy that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying the 1 in 100. Uh, I'm going to go with Ribbon Queen number one. AWA, the Garth Ennis, Jason Burroughs book for old school Avatar love. There you go. I'm still waiting for an AWA book to hit it big. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I just think somebody needs to start optioning them because they're all good. They need, well, they need something different, too. And I yeah. think AWA gives them something that's non-superhero and yeah. slightly off-kilter, you know, that gives you some uniqueness and they can run with it. Mike, where can... Well, li- listeners are getting pretty used to you, but where can they find more of you if um, if they'd like to listen to more more Mike Myers? At geekbrunchpodcast.com and dcnoisepodcast.com. I do Geek Brunch, Geek Brunch Retro, Mike Am's Weekly Reads, which I'm a little dip- bit delinquent, but I have a good excuse. Uh, and uh, DC Spotlight. Fantastic. So we've tidy two and a half hour show. You know, uh, we got lost a little bit, but we <laughs> it found wasn't our, our way, fault, though. I, we I found really... our way back. Thank God Mike pays attention and could recognize that this stuff wasn't new and helps <laughs> help right the ship. Well, it's uh, because I just I unboxed my shipment right before the show so <laughs> i'm like i i have these books <laughs> for you listeners it? thank you for sticking around through uh our journey of self-discovery yeah. and comic discovery and <laughs> until next time uh thanks for listening as you know our lcs is cowabunga comics lake country's wisconsin's best pop culture destination for new comics, back issues, gaming, retro video games, vinyl, and figures. Give them a call, 262-569-9999. Check them out online at cowabungacomics.com. Or follow them on Twitter, at Incredicow. Uh, they are our LCS, and we utilize their deep discount mail order service to bring Walk, Wisconsin, closer to us they'll take care of you tell them drew and kyle sent you say hi to eric and james from us if you need an lcs you can't go wrong with cowabunga comics